Welcome to Harmless the Podcast. I'm Eric Oldenburg. In this episode, we're going to go over some definitions and explanations of terms that you may hear during the conversations that you are listening to on this podcast. But before we do that, I want to acknowledge the sensitive nature of the subject matter we discuss on Harmless the Podcast. And I just want you to know that great care has been taken to make sure we convey this information in a mature, responsible, and respectful manner. If the podcast software that you use recognizes chapters, you can quickly skip through the chapters to find the definition that you need. Each definition or explanation is also time-coded in the description of this episode. You can always keep checking back to this episode as I will update it when new terms and terminology need to be defined. If there are any definitions that aren't clear, please do not hesitate to contact me at harmlessthepodcast at gmail.com and we will make sure we get that corrected. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Let's start with the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. The Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, often referred to as the ICAC Task Force, which is spelled capital I, capital C, capital A, capital C, is a national network in the United States of over 61 coordinated task forces representing more than 5,400 federal, state, and local law enforcement and prosecutorial, prosecutorial agencies that work to prevent and respond to Internet Crimes Against Children. The ICAC Task Force program was established in 1998 by the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, or the OJJDP, to help state and local agencies develop an effective response to technology-facilitated child sexual exploitation and abuse. For more information about the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, or as you will more commonly hear, the ICAC Task Force, please visit ICACTaskForce.org. That's I-C-A-C taskforce.org. Now let's talk about the difference between investigations and computer forensic examinations when it comes to internet crimes against children. So there's basically two entities. There is a group of investigators that receive reactive complaints, typically from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And they also do proactive investigations to identify people who are actively trading, creating, consuming, and distributing child sexual exploitation material. During these investigations, the digital media device that stored the illegal child sex abuse material file has to be analyzed. You need specific computer forensics examination training and certifications in order to do that. Now, realize some agencies are so small that the same person doing the investigations also does the computer forensic examination. So whatever evidence they seize, they go through themselves. Larger agencies, like the Phoenix Police Department, for example, have a squad of investigators and then they have a squad of computer forensic examiners. A typical investigation would end up in a search warrant at someone's residence. Now, during that search warrant, oftentimes the computer forensic expert will come to the scene and be at the search warrant so they can triage and take just the digital media devices that have exploitation material on them. So they're not taking the phones of a grandmother or something like that. Not every agency gets to do that. And it's also important to know that computer forensic examiners are called <clears throat> several different things depending on if they're state, federal, where they are. You may hear terms like computer forensic analyst or digital computer analyst, DCA, CFA, and CFE. They're all pretty much talking about 
people that are doing computer forensics examinations. There's all kinds of different terminology for them, but just realize these are people with special training. I went through that training myself so that you can learn how to extract evidence from a digital media device and still maintain its integrity. So in a nutshell, investigators do the frontline investigative work, identify the suspect, identify where the computer is hosting this material. Once they locate that, they grab the hardware or the digital media, they give that to the computer forensic examiner who then goes through that material, locates and finds the evidence, and then reports it back to the investigator. Now let's talk about the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, often referred to in this field as NCMEC, spelled N-C-M-E-C, NCMEC. NCMEC, or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, is a private nonprofit organization established in 1984 by the United States Congress after the famous kidnapping and murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. NCMEC operates the Cyber Tip Line, which is the nation's centralized reporting system for online exploitation of children for the public and electronic service providers such as Google or Apple. NCMEC works with ICAC task forces as well as international partners to provide forensic services, training, and technical assistance to combat child sexual exploitation and missing children. Now, for this podcast, we are going to be focusing on the exploitation division of NCMEC. For more information, you can visit them at cybertipline.org, C-Y-B-E-R, tipline.org. Now let's talk about cyber tips. Cyber tips are reports of online child sexual exploitation that are received from NCMEC's cyber tip line. It allows the public and ESPs, or electronic service providers, to report suspected cases of child sexual abuse material, online enticement, child sexual trafficking, and other forms of online exploitation of children. NCMEC then does preliminary analysis and forwards the reports to the appropriate ICAC task force or federal agency for review and possible investigation. So for an idea of how many cyber tip reports are received from the National Center, in 2022, they received over 32 million. And if you remember correctly, we have 61 task forces in the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. So do the math yourself. Let's talk about the SHIFT Wellness Program. SHIFT stands for Supporting Heroes in Mental Health Foundational Training, and it's a program that teaches ICAC investigators about the causes and symptoms of vicarious trauma and stress and provides them with effective strategies and tools to cope with and build resilience against the trauma. The program is foundational training. It is not treatment. It was developed and provided by the Innocent Justice Foundation, who is partnering with me on this podcast. To date, Shift Wellness has conducted over 440 trainings and trained over 47,000 investigators and computer forensic examiners working on internet crimes. For more information on the Shift Wellness program and how you can support them, visit shiftwellness.org. Now let's talk about the technology of hashing. During our conversations, you will hear people refer to the technique of hashing. What hashing is, is basically converting any type of digital data into a fixed length alphanumeric output. Data is converted into what's called hash values by using a special algorithm, much like taking the fingerprint of a person. In child exploitation investigation, these hash values are used as digital fingerprints of known child exploitation pictures and videos to quickly locate them in large data sets. There's a large hash set available to anybody doing these types of investigations that contains millions and millions of just the fingerprints 
or hash values of known child sex abuse materials that are readily available for anybody doing these types of investigations. For more information about how to get a hold of these hash sets, it's if it's something you'd be interested in, you can visit projectvic.org. That's projectvic.org. Our next definition is HSI, which stands for Homeland Security Investigations. It, are, it is a division of customs of the United States Customs and Border Patrol Service. Homeland Security Investigations has a very large contingency of child exploitation and human trafficking investigators all over the world and are very well known in this space. The Postal Inspection Service, or sometimes shortened in law enforcement communities as Postal, is the United States government's federal law enforcement agency when it comes to all crimes related to things that are physically mailed. Because child exploitation before the birth of the internet was physically mailed, the United States Postal Inspector Service would handle investigations generally that were domestic, and then Customs and Border Patrol would handle investigations where this material was being purchased internationally. Victim ID is short for victim identification, and it is a sub-discipline of the investigation of child sexual exploitation and the review of child sexual abuse material. And what that simply is, is trying to identify the child in the photograph or video that you just reviewed that is illegal. Law enforcement typically does not have time to conduct victim identification efforts because they are so overwhelmed and understaffed, which is odd because that's exactly why we're investigating these offenses is for the victims and they largely go overlooked. So the discipline of victim identification has become something of great importance trying to locate and focus on the victims. CSAM spelled capital C, capital S, capital A, capital M, stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material. It is the term that has now replaced the incorrect term of child pornography. It is now considered inappropriate, and it is very inappropriate to use that term child pornography, which I will explore in a future episode. But for our purposes, it is anytime someone says CSAM or child sex abuse material, they're referring to the pictures and the videos, the actual media itself that depicts the rape and brutalization of children at any stage. Erotica is a term used in this field to describe any imagery which is child sexual exploitation but does not rise to the level of illegality. This material is oftentimes children in bathing suits or suggestive poses. A lot of times these images and videos are used by offenders to groom their future potential victims. Erotica is child sexual exploitation. It is just not considered illegal. If there is part of a conversation you have heard that you don't understand and need clarification on, please submit a request to harmlessthepodcast at gmail.com and I will add it to this episode. Thank you very much for your listening and thank you very much for your support. And as always, if you know somebody who needs to hear this podcast, please make sure you send it to them. Thank you.